Welcome to the Motoring Podcast, your weekly discussion of motoring news. This is episode 387 on Tuesday, the 23rd of March, 2021. Hello, I'm Alan. Hello, I'm Andrew. And in a quiet week on the news front, we'll be trying not to be too shocked at the news from the government. We bite deep into the chip shortage problem, and we wish an ugly duckling a happy birthday. But first, we leap into the main news of the week. You may, if you were not living under a rock, have heard howls from the motoring world at the government's announcement, uh, with immediate effect, (laughs) of last week, that the plug-in car grant is going to be cut from 3,000 to 2,500, and the price list limit is going to be lowered from 50,000k down to uh, 50,000 even not 50,000k but 50,000 pounds to 35,000 pounds on the list price yeah this has not been welcomed by the car industry for a couple of reasons yeah i mean this announcement was made pretty much out of nowhere seemingly out of nowhere, 10 days after the budget or so. Well, they've obviously, it was under a pile of papers. You know, he's been really busy. And it just it just didn't make it to the red box. <laughs> that's that's going to be the only reason. It, <laughs> it It is about the only, yeah, exactly. I think it's just, so, so that, I mean, which, which aspect do we talk from first? why there was quite a lot of howling as an initial reaction or the reasoning or the potential reasoning behind it let's go with the howling first let's 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 knock the howling off uh, so obviously many companies base their strategies around what they're about to see in the budget that's coming up especially especially automotive especially when it comes to things like revising price lists mm-hmm and working out to an extent strategy and then of course you can't just work out the process you've got to publish them you've got to print them you've got to roll them out so obviously 10 days after that everybody's looked at the budget gone right that's okay these are the numbers that's great get them off to print get them out there yep so no sooner have they done that and made decisions like that and written the appropriate press releases and all this kind of stuff then all of a sudden it got changed and I think that that was the main, that was a bigger reason for the howling on our little corner of UK automotive Twitter. Well, we do follow an awful lot of PR people who suddenly we have do. to go in and get into the back end of websites and make things. <laughs> yes, I saw at least one say, oh, well, that's me cancelling all my meetings this morning then, isn't it? Yes. So there was quite a lot of ire at, at that, I think, was the fact that there was because it was so soon after the budget, I think if it had been a month after the budget, actually there would have been far less complaining. It was the fact that things had just been revealed mm. so soon. Yeah. So soon after one thing that people make a decision around, and then bang, that was it. Yeah. Do we want to talk now about why, it, probably why it was done like this? Discuss the immediacy, yes. Mm. And then we can mm-hmm. go yeah. back to why people were upset at the monies and then the reasons why for that. Yes, go for it then. Okay, so uh, one of the probable reasons that when the dust had had settled after the first 24 hours, people started to look at this again uh, and think it through, uh, last time there was a change to the grant, there was a lead-in to that change. And during that time, 
there was a surprising number, well, not surprising really to anyone who pays any attention, <laughs> but for the government, there was a surprising number of pre-registrations who, which took advantage of what was left of the previous grant list price and the amount for the grant mm-hmm. and what it covered. Not just that, but you also remember the mad surge in orders and registrations whenever the jealousy tax and the the tax bans all changed as well. Yes, absolutely. This does tie into the money side of things. The government, as we know, as we've seen in the, uh, you know, for anyone who's, again, not been under a rock for the last 12 months, will have realised the government spending the eye-watering amounts of money that it has... And we won't go into those details, but lots of money has been spent. This has to be paid back at some point. <sighs> There's, yeah, well... <laughs> yes, Alan, Alan and I were discussing a few threads we've read where there's on, question to that on on, on general general fiscal policy and and the way economics and the idea of money works. So you know, nice little light uh, light topics to, to yeah, that was just before to warm recording us up a podcast. Show. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> we're just getting ourselves warmed up for list of the week here, um, but. Uh, but yeah, so we, that's what, that was our discussion that made us late to start recording, patrons. But essentially, it has to be seen to be paid back, or if lots of money is going out in one direction, then the Chancellor of the Exchequer uh, likes to make it be seen that there is other money not being taken in in other ways. It's like it's like working for a, a massive defence firm and they're you know, building fantastic new facilities, but at the same time they had to do cost cutting, so nobody was allowed to order branded washing up liquid it had to be own brand washing up liquid and own brand pens only despite the fact that many many tens of millions were being spent on this new building anyway we're way off topic yes let's face it given the amount of news tonight we've got time yeah but the the main point is that they they couldn't just can't afford to allow a large number of pre-regs or any pre-regs really Mm. and orders to be placed that take advantage of this in a space of two weeks, a month, whatever day deadline they were going to give. So they needed to be seen to, because as, as what Alan's saying as well, there is they need to be seen to be apparently fiscally responsible and mm-hmm. not allow people to take advantage of schemes. Yeah. And that may be seen as taking advantage of a scheme, even though... <laughs> there's a time scale and mm-hmm. stuff and you know if the time scale's open people will use it <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely absolutely people will poke at the edges of uh, edges of any of these things so so from that point of view I, I completely understand it as well what do you think about the cut from the 50k to 35 now that's a toughie that one because so many come in around the 35,000 pound mark but then, in my mind, £35,000 is a lot of money to spend on a car. I've never spent anywhere near that much money on a car, even a brand new one. Mm. It's a bit tricky. The other factor, actually, is it seems like a, a, a wide band there. But from, and this is personal experience, this isn't I've gone out and compared all the prices and stuff, that the monthlies, when it comes to PCPs or when it comes to, to leasing generally, the monthlies on vehicles between 35,000 and 50,000 they're almost the same mm. i mean okay there's maybe 100 pounds a month difference but 
actually the difference is not nearly as big as that uh, as that uh, fifteen thousand pounds sounds because of the way that people buy in inverted commas their cars these day these days. Yeah. It's all about the monthly, and because sure fifty thousand pounds is more than thirty five thousand pounds, but the residuals are often higher as well. Well, mm. they they're normally higher unless you buy something completely bat poo. So from that point of view, I don't think it makes a huge difference. It sounds like a big cut and cut in the numbers. It sounds like a massive slash, but actually it, it isn't so much. And again, that uh, two and a half thousand pounds, you know, spread over 36, spread over 48 months, however long people are uh, PCPing or, or leasing or paying back a loan for is not that much per month especially at the minute when there are so many other deals coming from the manufacturers, uh, very low interest rates, for example, mm. uh, if not zero in many, many cases, because let's face it, it, it looks better to do that than to slash the price of your car. It's easier to ramp up the interest rate in your finance, to, your finance house than it is to, than it is to go out and add another grand or so onto the, onto the cost of a vehicle as and when, depending on, yeah, for short-term price changes. So from that point of view, I think it sounds big. I don't think it necessarily is big. I'm not sure it's going to make a massive difference. If you desperately wanted to go out and buy a, I'm just going to pick a, a, a Kona EV premium, whatever. 64 kilowatt battery 64 one. kilowatt, yeah. Top of the range one, then I don't think it's going to make a great big difference to you, even at that level where it just tips over the 30 uh, the the, the 35 35,000 pound mark if it really does make a difference or if people do think it makes a difference then some manufacturers have already looked at altering the prices so Vauxhall MG Citroen on the new C4 for example mm. are there Tesla supposedly if you order a car from stock uh, they will provide a discount that matches up to the amount that the grant was whenever they built the car yeah one thing also as well is this does I, I, I wonder if it does but there is an increasing argument against grants due to the lack of VED that these vehicles will pay and as you know we've discussed a few times now the government is really really looking at how they are going to make up the shortfall in the lack of VED Yeah, it's almost like if you buy an EV, you get rewarded twice, in some people's opinion, for being able to do that. Yeah. Which is becoming even more difficult to justify, possibly. Yes, I think it's an interesting one, that. Especially as the legislation is changing, That you know, there's the 2030 date now. Well, yeah. Where no one's going to have a choice <laughs> if it, if they want to go new. Yes, I agree. I don't know. I thought the carrot from this end was going to be around for a bit longer. So I'm not sure how, you know, they have made it a smaller carrot, but mm. they haven't brought the stick out yet. So I, I imagine the carrot will shrink a bit more <laughs> over the next few years, which in all fairness, it was meant to. There was a finite budget for the grants in the past and the sales of EVs has have really... Certainly, as a percentage, have 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 climbed significantly. But even ignoring any shrinkage in the rest of the new car 
market over the last year, then uh, they've still grown significantly in, in pure numbers as opposed to just percentage points. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see this being completely gone, and that this carrot, this this particular end of the carroty bit, disappearing completely by 2025. I think that depends on what happens to do with politics and uh, outcomes of general elections. When you see there's that Dacia in Germany with their, I know it's they've, if you add on their grants, that's mm. ten thousand euros. For a hundred and seventy miles claimed, that's not too bad. Sorry, that's plenty for most people, but it doesn't sound as good whenever you see it in a uh, as some of the other numbers. Absolutely, um, but we know that's more than enough for for most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's talk of um, Volkswagen have been very vocal about bringing in an, an even less expensive. Uh, EV, all the manufacturers are going to be doing it. it it's, Volkswagen can... is just being very vocal at the minute. I think oh, yes, we discussed that. that in the world as well. <laughs> yes. That's well, Volkswagen true. Group chairman is being very vocal at the minute. How's about that? That's, yeah. that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll leave it there before we get into yeah. trouble. <laughs> Do you just want to run through a quick. The, this isn't the list of the week, although we could have as many lists of the week as we wanted this week. Just say a couple of the vehicles that are impacted by this. Uh, okay, so some of, now that I've reopened the list, some of the vehicles that are impacted are BMW i3, the Mustang Mach-E, which is getting finance, phenomenal write-ups, by the way. Uh, Polestar 2, Tesla Mod 3 are also are on one of the list. There are different parts of different ranges, of course, for other cars. makes a makes a difference. So DS3 E-Tense, Kona EV, Kia E-Nero, Soul EV, Nissan Leaf, and I think that's about it. Okay. Remember, some of the more expensive ones, like the the I-Pace and things, were already above the 50,000 mark. Yeah. So, obviously, they didn't didn't get the grant anyway. And, you know, the bigger Teslas that nobody's buying anymore. Yes. Uh, Right, well, to help fill your time with this slow week news we've got four links in the show notes uh, we've got one basically explaining what's gone on we've got another one from fleet world which is an opinion piece which discusses some of the possible reasons why this happened as it happened and how it happened uh, which is uh, which i think is a very good article and i think helps balance out some of the disappointment that's been expressed in the it, it's world. a it's a real cracker i mean they were all good but this this one was particularly was particularly interesting and a bit more in depth than any of the others not it's not long it's no. not hard to read it's just a bit more in depth as to as to opinions and and, and wider world uh, do click through on those because um, they will help give some background to all this yep andrew yes the chips are down the chips are down Ba-dum-tsh quite uh there has been a problem since the last quarter of last year mm. for manufacturers who need computer chips because of lockdowns across the globe there was a shortage of chips and then for car manufacturers there was a reduction in the number of vehicles they were making so their demand for chips fell but the chip manufacturers who then were able to ramp up again looked for customers who needed their stuff, as as you would 
as a business, and they found that uh, home electronics, in particular, was booming because we were all at mm-hmm. home. <laughs> so we wanted new computers, new new gaming consoles, which, of course, they brought out, and all sorts of stuff that need the the semiconductor chips. And so they supplied them. And then when the car manufacturers started to ramp up again, they went, oh, can we have our semiconductor chips, please? And they went, well, no, because we've got this other demand. You're just you're just another customer. Hmm. And it's it's really hit a lot of manufacturers. It's a curious one, this, because it's all about supply chain. Mm. And most of it comes down to one company in Taiwan. So generally 70% according to this Autocar article, 70% of all automotive microcontrollers all come from a company called TSMC in Taiwan. And you'd think, that's great. Well, surely they'll be able to ramp up and down. But only 3% of their revenue comes from automotive. <laughs> so they're not really that fast. No. I think that some or some of the, the manufacturers have been cap in hand to uh, TSMC and said, look, I know we're a very small percentage. I know our suppliers are a very small percentage of your customers. Because it doesn't matter whether you go via Bosch or Denso or whoever, it still ends up being these same chips. Mm. Uh, and saying, please, could you ramp that back up? Because it's really difficult. And yeah. so that they have been doing that. TSMC are, are bringing it back online. But of course, there's a delay. And then it depends who was first in the queue uh, for the semiconductors. And what doesn't help is if one of the largest factories in the in the world, in Japan, catches fire, mm. which then impacts, obviously, Japanese car manufacturers because they were getting supply from a very local uh, source. Yeah. But this, this is another example which the pandemic has really hammered home, particularly at the start of the pandemic happening when different parts of the, the globe were shutting down at different times, mm. is that... Supply chain security, in its widest breadth of the word, is vitally important and is shockingly hard to control now we've gone global. Toyota, insert joke about taking a drink here, they they had it nailed. They had this sorted. They They did not have any semiconductor issues at all. Because they had been, after the, the earthquake at Fukushima a decade ago, they had lined up the appropriate... You know, they, they'd made sure they were dual sourcing and all these other good things that you do in a supply chain to stop this kind of thing, lessen the impact of this kind of thing. And they were doing really well uh, until the, the chip factory fire. So they're now having, they can only source from the US, I believe. Yeah. Um, I, I read somewhere else. They, they had stuff lined up as well as possible. And, and it meant that for them, they didn't actually have to have a shutdown, but supposedly it came between, it came down to a day or two. Uh, at um at the Derby factory here in the UK. Yeah, in the UK there's no shutdown, but I've I've seen reports of other plants are yeah. going to have to um briefly though it may be, but they're going to have to. Not easy for any of the car manufacturers at the minute. I wish their purchasing departments the best of luck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but remember, remember chaps, be nice. It's going to come down to heads of procurement mud wrestling, I think. Which, to be honest, anyone who's ever had to deal with procurement would actually find quite amusing in large companies, yeah. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Oh, the mental image there is awful. Let's, Let's move on, because those really are the news stories of the week. They are. Yeah. 
Sorry, folks, that's all you're getting because that's all there is that doesn't involve uh, self-crashing Teslas or, or anything else that we just really don't want to talk about because it's not news. It's speculation. There's lots of speculation. You know it's quiet because there's virtually the only articles at the moment are speculation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So smart motorways, all that kind of stuff, it's pure speculation. Um, there's nothing behind it that we can see or find uh, that is that, that that is worthy of serious analysis until there is actually a proper story there. Exactly. Anyway, that brings us to Guilt Minute. Hooray! The quick broke in the show when we asked for a tad of financial support to keep the lights on and the hosting running. If you feel the Motoring Podcast is worth a small consideration every month, then you can become a patron. The different levels of patron include different levels of commitment from us to you, including being able to watch the show recorded live. We also have a small range of merchandise available from our website and Spring Store, from stickers to mugs and t-shirts. If you don't have any spare cash, we completely understand. Then you can help us by following for free from a podcast player to receive every show as they're released and by liking and rating the show in whatever way your podcast supplier lets you. Uh, if you've done all of that and some of you do, then thank you very much. Uh, the last thing you can do is to recommend us to your friends or colleagues. Just a quick note to say thanks to people who take the time to get in touch and, and say that they enjoy what we do and things especially those of you who have joined us during the pandemic um it was a real surprise about halfway through when i finally plucked up the courage to look at the numbers uh, to find that they'd gone up so but yes. uh, but generally thank you and it, it really it it it's so touching when people do take the time when they really don't have to to just to just say something so thank you very much yes that, that by the way there there is no onus or obligation now no, to, no, to do that not because at all. I've said it. No. I just just want to say thanks because it's it's really nice, especially when you're having a tough day and you get a message through and you think, oh, that's that's cracking. Absolutely. Uh, shall we move on? Yes. Yeah, another tough week in motorsport. Really, I mean, there are, there's no Formula E and there's no uh, and there's no WRC coming up uh, in the immediate uh, future. But what we're going to quickly talk about uh, is uh, Sabine Schmidt. Of course, a former racing driver, a former Top Gear presenter, uh, has died after a long battle with cancer, and that's that. Re it, it 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 hit me about as much as Murray Walker, to be perfectly honest. Um, when whenever news of this came out la last week, uh, so obviously our thoughts are with her, her friends, her family, uh, uh, and her her former colleagues at Fricadilla Racing. But she was a heck of a lady. She won the twenty four hour race twice. In 1996, 1997, in BMW M3s, she's just best known for knowing it forwards, backwards, left and right. Um, Sometimes um, all at once. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. The comment about oversteering and understeering in the transit just always sticks with me. Um, yeah, uh, and and I, I haven't seen anyone with anything even hedging anything or hinting at anything unpleasant in any of the uh, in, in any of the tributes to her i mean i i i've seen her not met her but seen her i've been in the vicinity of her a long long time ago not long after that um but just about the point where we where we knew who she was from from top gear mm. uh, at at the nurburgring and she was being so generous with the time uh, that she was taking with the people who'd been in the ring taxi and just anyone who happened to be around on that particularly busy weekend. 
my absolute memory will still be that I was well around the track. Please don't ask me what which corner I was approaching because I had no idea by that point. It seemed to have gone on for years. You know, in a little diesel year, I was sticking as far to the right as I could, and I just looked in the mirror and I saw this V10 BMW M5 Ring Taxi come over the rise behind me down uh pitch into a drift well before the corner and <laughs> past me past me going sideways as i stuck as far to the right as possible around whichever bend it was and away into the distance i have no idea what she was probably calling me uh, as she went past <laughs> but it was before it was before gopros it was before any of these ways of of actually recording what's going on uh that that are just synonymous now they're just everywhere ubiquitous is the word i'm looking for just ubiquitous now so the only place that that exists is in my memory uh, and it's fantastic it was the absolute highlight of a fantastic weekend she probably didn't know she'd ever done it but but it was it was wonderful um and yeah i'm been trying not to go back through all top gears and everything uh, i think as many people have yeah, we sadly missed. And Top Gear will be doing a proper... I know some people uh, were wondering why there wasn't a proper or there wasn't a, any mention uh, on the show, uh, and they are doing a proper piece to commemorate her life for later in the series. I think that they record on a Tuesday. It was the same, same issue that we had, I think, last week. They, they record on a Tuesday, and then the news came out on the Wednesday or something. Hmm. Yeah, yep. so there's there's a couple of links in the show notes for articles about it. There's one from Chris Harris as well on Top Gear, um, where he pays his tribute. So uh, you can click through and read those. Right, so I'm going to move us on to the lunchtime read. And this is from Nia Khan, friend of the show. It's an older piece of his. It's, it's a classic piece, I think. It's that yeah, old. Yeah, I think that's possibly the way to put it. Classic, yes. Uh, and he's titled it The Sincerest Form of Flattery. And he's talking about hmm, copying, plagiarism, nicking your design cues, that sort of thing. But it's a really interesting article. Uh, and he he has this problem. He has had this problem. I think he's had this problem with certain films that have come out recently where things look really very close to some of his work in them <laughs> uh, and that does get a mention in here there's one particular quote in here where it says it couldn't be anyone's but yours and i hadn't read this but i have joked with near for ages and gone oh i knew it was yours because i could tell by the side windows <laughs> you the thing is that you start to see that on lots of competitors stuff yes. now I mean, you should try going around it a defense show with near because it's illuminating in many, many levels. And and he he's fantastic company as 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 we well know. We've had him on, on on panel discussions and stuff on here. You know, Zoom Zoomers and stuff. He he is an in person as well, even more so. He's he's great company. But yeah, going going around Defence Show and having all these things pointed out is mm. is really educational. Really educational. Yeah, so do click on the link in the show note and have a read of that, uh, and then you will now start looking at vehicles and going, "Oh, hang on, which one started? Which one had that first? And then <laughs> here's the hint: it wasn't the land wind. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, take us to the list of the week. 
Uh, list of the week is an incredibly short list, and again, it is—it's not quite a classic because it's—it's—it's it's only from—it's—it's uh, it's from February, but it's from uh, our friend Christopher the Pollitt on Not Too Grand, and it's five misunderstood motors and, uh, with instructions to open your arms to these weirdos. Uh, there are only five. I'm not going to pick any because there's only five. But I will say that I fundamentally disagree with the last one, having driven one. I haven't driven one, but would like to, because I'm sure it's not as awful as everybody says. Have a chiropractor or physio lined up first. Well, I think you're you're probably being unfair, because you're you're a delicate Fionny flower when it Yaris comes to these. Is nicer. You haven't driven. I <laughs> don't, don't, don't. Was no. nicer. No. Was nicer was. round was. these roads I'll, when I'll you give, came and visited. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you was. Uh, right at the yes. moment, I'll give you was. The, the, the solution is on its way for that one, but yeah. <laughs> uh, but it is a cracking list, and it is actually a, a reminder that stuff we have poo-pooed in the past that perhaps deserve... Some, some of them deserve a second look. Others are justifiably kept in the corner of no. Bogging, I think, is the term. <laughs> Technical term. That's the polite term, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, which very quickly brings us to the Anne finally this week, which is related. It is related, uh, amazingly. <laughs> and it's about the fact that the Fiat Multipler, or the modern Fiat Multipler, is 21 years old. Now, this is beloved by car designers because of its clever packaging and everything. Um, I think beloved is is underplaying it heavily. Because if you yeah. ever mention it, you watch them pile in and, and express their fondness for this. And again, I'll put that in inverted commas. And I'm in that <laughs> camp as well, by the way. I think it's fantastic as well, because it is there. It is, it is a collection of incredibly ingenious solutions to problems. I really like the cleverness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not so keen on the... the the looks, but I I really enjoy the clever way that they have that it has been packaged. You see, I think the looks are great because they're a result of it is very much form following function. Uh, I think the looks are great because they are a result of all those clever solutions. I think it's a shame it didn't do better with the public. I really yes, do. I think the public missed out massively on it. But the public are not very clever, really. Generally, are they? No. It's it's you know the more of us there are, the the lower people in general. By the way, then the the the, the dumber that they become. I think it's great. Really do. Yep. So there is a, an article discussing the cleverness of it, and as a bonus from Top Gear. And I don't know how long this this series is from them, but weird press shots, and it shows a Fiat Multipler with the seating arrangement in another separate car parking space next to the car. It it it's an oddity, but I can also see why they did it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But <laughs> you can even see that the people sitting there are thinking, "Uh, really? Okay." It is quite an uncomfortable press shot. I'll give it that. Yes. Well, it looks freezing as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's somewhere in Germany, by the looks of it. 
So uh, do click on the show notes for that bonus special extra. <laughs> right. That pretty much rounds us up for the week, I think. Uh, parish notes. Parish notes is Alan has made one of those talky picturey thingies. Uh, and we get to see inside his garage, Briefly. which is a must for tyre perverts and for anyone who wants to see an engine covered in a bit of carpet. But also... <laughs> it's funny that I never actually get round to explaining why the car... Oh, no, I did. I did explain. It was because you did. it was a little bit of a water feature. Yes. We also get a quick glance at the many cars of his short drive. <laughs> Uh, and then we get an even longer and uh, a nicer tour around a car that cannot fit on his drive because there's too many cars on his drive. And he demonstrates certain aspects of said car and some points of it that he w- is planning to attend to. Um, some when he wants to take put on his big brave boy pants first, uh, which is understandable when you see what it is <laughs> and where it is. Save up his big brave boy wallet to get someone else to do it so that's definitely not a diy job no that isn't <laughs> uh but no but it, it is it is great uh it is um i i hate you know i hate complimenting alan but i really enjoyed the video it's basically it, really uncomfortable yeah <laughs> yeah for me we'll, we'll try and stuff do, for you <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll, i'll try and do a bit more like that i think because i've been getting people have been being very nice about it i don't know if it's just because they're being very nice uh but yeah we'll tr- try and do a bit more take a compliment kind of take a compliment. yes I, I will do yes it's not from uh, me so the, it's easier yeah yeah the, the, i mean if you want a quick sneak peek there was a reason why you don't get to see the inside of the boot it's because it had taken me five minutes to get the boot to shut and stay shut not long before so there was no way i was opening the boot uh again but i did i've got pictures of hammond when he's repeatedly showing something (laughs) 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 of course it wasn't like that as i stood by the edge side of the road going shut shut please shut how am i going to get home from here if you don't shut um that's like a fungi cord (laughs) well that was just after the 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 video you see is is not the one that was put was you'll notice that it's not in the location of the the, the tweet that I made uh, on Saturday afternoon. When I was trying to do it where I turned up and that that was fine. Rocked up, it's great. It's tractor coming along the road. That's fine. There's a crop sprayer in the field, but that's okay because he's going to go back down to the bottom of the field in a minute, and he's really quite quiet anyway, and probably be just fine. And then the light aircraft appears. <laughs> and I swear it was it was like a you swarm think you're of thirty nine steps or something. <laughs> it was like that. It was unbelievable. I showed up and it was it, and he starts doing aerobatics and everything and it's just like oh for goodness sakes or words to that effect. I'm an influencer. Please go away. Yes, I'm trying to influence here. For goodness sakes. And so I don't know why they suddenly I want took to up increase above me. The, the market value of W one two four. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do, but that, that was not the way to do it. Long-term plan. Um, and then uh, so I went somewhere else, but yeah. yeah the, the no, it was, it was very enjoyable. It was nice to see it around because I've, I've not had a chance to, oh. to obviously come and visit you and see the car up close. So it was really nice to see what bits you'd actually managed to get done and what bits were in progress and bits you've still to do. Mm-hmm. Like all the cables hanging out the dash, but I, yes. I need to add the... Uh, the stereo is now out of the freezer again. Now that it's working and not just popping a fuse, 
after I resoldered some of the insides. Um, it um, it's been in the freezer to hopefully clear any user set codes, and uh, and I'll get around to checking that. But I don't really want to walk from here the the, the sort of fifty minute walk around to the, to its its lockup, uh, carrying a car stereo um, in this part of part of. Um, Northamptonshire that I might I'll either get mugged by people who think it's a really good car stereo and they want it or I'll get stopped by the police and asked why I'm wandering along the street carrying a car stereo I guess I could put it in a bag is this an essential journey yes yes have you seen my dashboard (laughs) all the cables are hanging out of the dashboard anyway enough talking about that lots of talk about that so I might do one in another car I might do the grim or something because it's been Mm -hmm. a while and it's it's Grim content is always, believe it or not, is always popular on uh, on the YouTubes, it seems. I've now been looking at the stats. Anyway, that's enough waffle about that. Um, if Andrew's uh, sensible and has time, he'll have cut a load of it. But don't forget, everyone, that between now and next week, you can give us any feedback and share your thoughts for the show at Motoring Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, on Facebook, and on the contact page of motoringpodcast.com, the hub of all our activities uh please don't forget about our patreon offer uh, just as a quick aside if you go to motoringpodcast.com slash support there's a link to an audible offer there audible are doing three months for 99 pence which means you get three audio books for 99 pence which you That's can keep forever value. It's a fantastic value because some of these audio books are 20 30 pounds if you're just going to buy them on Amazon. And you can actually search for length of audiobook as well. Yeah. When you so if you if you if you prefer your value by time, you know, getting something that's fifty hours for, for even, point even if something. you do it, make note. So if you are in any way interested, please do follow that if you if you try even if you try the offer, then we get a small kickback uh with no additional cost to you. In fact you get it get it cheaper i think um so yeah motoringpodcast.com slash support for all of these i'll stop advertising uh and please do leave a review and rating on apple Podcasts or however your podcast app lets you do such a thing andrew what's the best way to get in touch with you best way to get in touch with me is via twitter if you search for crack windscreen you should find me there and alan if people would like to put requests in for which of your many vehicles that you have that uh, they would like to see a video of next what's the best way for them to do that personally uh, they can do that via twitter uh, where i'm at ajp bradley please don't ask for johnny the Yaris. he's not being done yet and somebody else has first dibs of doing a video on johnny okay we'll be back very soon but until then i've been alan bradley I've been Andrew Clues. And safe motoring. You didn't spill Bradley. We'll cope. Be ideally. Are you sure? (laughs) Don't look at your Twitter tomorrow.